This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. is Sky Blues Extra. Hello and welcome to the Sky Blues Extra podcast, which as always is kindly sponsored by Shortland Horn, Coventry's leading estate agents. My name is Tom Ward and I'm delighted to be joined by two podcast legends in Andy. Evening Tom, mate. Evening mate. And I'm also joined by Dave. Good evening Tom and evening Andy. Yeah, cheers for joining me, chaps. It's good to to have you on as usual. Um, a bit of a roller coaster week for the Sky Blues, really. Um, obviously, two home games at the CBS. Saw them lose two one against Swansea on Tuesday, and then followed by an incredible three two win against Bristol. Coming back from behind twice with ten men. Um, Andy, I'll kick it off with you. Um, it's definitely not boring being a Sky Blues fan, is it? No, far from it. Um, this season's been way above my expectations it's been fantastic um really i was a bit low after the uh, swansea game um and not just because we lost against swansea because i thought our form was dwindling dwindling a little bit um recent results have been a bit iffy apart mm. from the, the whole win so i was a bit low uh, coming into saturday's game and even after 45 minutes i was even lower so <laughs> you know um but the way they turned it around just showed the character and fight in this team. We never know when we're done. And um, to get three points going into the international break uh, is massive because it just puts everyone in a more positive mood at the club. And it shows, I think we're here to stay around for a bit, don't you? Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I think it it came at a good time, didn't it, that win? I think, Huge, like because say- it, yeah, if you would have lost yesterday, you know, people, it would have really sent a negative atmosphere. Through, yeah. the, through the Sky Blue Army and everyone would have been, oh, we've got an international break now for a couple of weeks. You know, our recent form hasn't been particularly good. You know, you'd be looking at Sheffield United away, fearing it. But now, 
it's like a flip, isn't it? Now you're looking forward to Sheffield United and you're thinking, yeah, these aren't doing particularly well. They're about 15th, 16th in the league. Let's go and do them. So Yeah, I wish it was on Tuesday, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, me too, mate. Yeah, it'd be good, wouldn't it? But no, yeah. it's always good to beat Sheffield United anyway. So at any time. But no, it's flipped and um, we're heading in the right direction going into the, after the international break. Yeah. We certainly are. A um, little bit of speculation out there today about Robbins and obviously the, the vacant Norwich job. Um, don't know if you've read much into it, Dave. I personally can't really see that happening, to be honest. What are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I think, you know, Mark Robbins is is not the right manager for a, a team that are aiming to get straight back into the Premiership. You know, he never took a team into that. Look, he's doing a fantastic job. He's got some history, hasn't he, with, with Norwich, so I could see that. But I can't see Stuart Webber um, going after someone that, that hasn't got a pedigree that's got something to the Premiership. They need someone that's going to... They've given far two times now, right? They've given twice to, to sort of turn it around. And I'm not sure they'll be in the market for someone like Mark Robbins. I'm also not sure it's the right fit for him. We hear about what Robbins does at the club. He has a lot of a lot more that he, that he runs, you know, not just the, the team he's involved with, so many of the off-the-pitch activities that... I'm not sure that would be massively suited um, to, to him as well, to be honest. Whereas at Norwich, it's a big, big club, the you know, director of football, um, roles like that. It just it makes sometimes for a bit of a messy um, environment and not one that I think Robbins would want to leave what he's got at the Sky Blues for. Yeah, I have to agree with you there. I think, you know, he's he's probably got the safest job in the country, hasn't he, at Coventry mm-hmm. in what he'd have to do to get to get sacked is I, I don't can't really think of to be honest. Um, Plus he's unproven in the Premier League, Tom. Yeah, um, it's just know, that not, thing of it, he's a good manager, but I think yeah. that role at Norwich it's it's you know it's someone who's good at spending money. They're going to have to yeah. look how bad Norwich have been this year, right? When they go back mm. up next year, which we, they probably will. Well, well first of all, that'll be the first expectation, right? Yeah, and then of going up, you know, they're going to spend what 100 million whatever's or even more to try and stay yeah. up he, he's never they, yeah, they've got to try and stay it. up you know they, they've obviously it's not it's not a guarantee that they'll go straight back up but you'd expect them to be extremely competitive in the championship next season mm. um yeah. you know it's obviously not going to turn it around now so likely they're going to have to get a manager that can can do that um you know they're not going to be able to attract you know the types of managers that that we talk about in the Premiership, but there's certainly, I think there's been talk of Frank Lampard, hasn't there? There's been some some other names floated about, and they probably are the type of managers that that, that would probably go there. I just can't see it. It'd be Robbins, to be honest. Yeah. I think Tom's point about Robbins, um, I think he enjoys having a lot of control at the club, yeah. and um, he has a lot of control at the Sky Blues, more than most managers, and I think he enjoys that kind of control. He's not going to get that at Norwich, and I don't think that suits him. Yeah, no, completely, completely agree. Um, Dave, how are you after yesterday? Are you uh, are you nursing any injuries from the limbs at the end there? Yeah, it's, it was an <laughs> incredible, incredible atmosphere. Like we've done it so many times now, haven't we? Right at the end, but it was just, yeah, it's amazing to see. And and no, 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 no injuries, but but close because it was absolutely wild. But definitely hugged a few strangers, um, yeah. which made me feel like nature was healing itself from from a pandemic as well. But yeah. probably shouldn't be. But hey, you know we're all back in the ground now, and it's just yeah, it was such a fantastic scenes when when Matty Gordon, you know, obviously did what he did. Yeah, absolutely, and we will definitely get on to talk about that in a, in a bit of detail, which I'm sure. Everyone is very much looking forward to. Um, we will, of course, talk about the Swansea game earlier in the week. Um, and as always, we'll start with the stats, Andy. 
Yeah, do we have to? <laughs> we just moved to Bristol City. Did you enjoy a week off of not having to talk about the stats, Grise? Uh, yeah, last week, yeah, it was. It was welcome break. Just a nice chilled Sunday without having to think about our shot, our shot ratio or anything like that. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed <laughs> I know that. it stresses yeah. you out. It does, yeah, every week. But let me go through these ones if I have to. Um, I was impressed with Swansea, how they kept the ball and the, the stats show that. they had. We only had 45% possession. Um, they had 11 shots. We had, sorry, we had 11 shots compared to nine, four on target, which not a bad ratio, actually. It's, it's just under half, isn't it? However, we only completed 338 passes completed and they completed 461 tons. So, which has surprised me because that's probably mainly probably the only team that's outpassed us this season. Maybe there was mm. maybe one other that did, but we've normally dominated teams with the ball. So that was probably the, the only team that's actually passed it around us this mm. season. And the stats comply with that. Um, defensively, um, interceptions, we had 18 compared to their nine. And we won more tackles than them, 29 to 11. That's probably because we had to more. <laughs> <laughs> more last ditch fads tackles and stuff like that in the box but yeah um, stats fairly interesting in the possession sense because they had a lot more ball than us yeah it's about I'd say that's about aligns with what it sort of felt yeah. like on the night yeah. um, obviously Jamie Allen came into the side just the one change from the whole game any sort of surprises for you there Dave? I think yeah it was very offensive team and it shows you know it, it shows that Robins wanted to go for it at mm. home uh, to Swansea. It's just, I don't know, I felt that very early on, it felt that I had a lot of the ball. They're obviously an incredible passing you know, team. They keep the ball really, really well and they move it really quickly. Um, and I think that energy was probably what Robins wanted in the middle of the park. Um, I just think it left us a little bit light in, in areas. And yeah, maybe it was a bit of a surprise to see Jamie Allen you know, back in there. But I think the way that he finished, um, was it Hull? God, it seems ages ago now, but I think the way that he finished, mm. um, he, he sort of picked he, he picked the side that he pretty much finished with bar Tyler yep. Walker. So it wasn't a massive surprise to see him in there um, and probably was kind of the right idea in having that energy. But it, it yeah, I'm not sure it was, we, we looked a bit, a bit vulnerable, I think. Yeah. Obviously Swansea absolutely flew out of the blocks and they were ahead very early on through none other than Jamie Patterson, which, to be perfectly honest, was inevitable, really, wasn't it, for him to score at the Rico or the CBS, should I say. Um, this was a really poor goal to concede, wasn't it, Andy, so early on in the game? Yeah, really awful by Clark Salter. He's um, he's a strange character, um, Clark Salter. He either plays absolutely 10 out of 10 or plays mm. 4 out of 10 or yeah, 2 out of 10. Yeah, weird, that, isn't it, that inconsistency? Yeah, very much so. He doesn't do it very often, but looting away was one. And obviously on in midweek where he was poor as well, you know, you know, talking about the goal, the ball was into the box. It was an easy clearance and he just sliced it straight to Pato. And I'm afraid Patterson's got quality. You know, I would have liked to have signed him in the mm. summer. I think he would have been a good addition to our team. Obviously, he's a Cov lad, Cov season ticket holder, follows our account. Yeah, he didn't um, just put his arm up and then walk back but you know at the end of the day he's a class operator he's been a good player at that level for a long time and he's got good technique Tom and you know he put that away really nicely mm. People, some people were saying maybe more could have done better because uh, it was low but it was very low wasn't it down into the corner yeah. difficult um, one I think difficult yeah. one for more but 
good finish by Patterson and um, no surprise and he scored so it's a bit annoying but it was all to do with Clark Salter's mistake really really poor yeah don't know why I didn't put a bet on for Patterson any time. I mean, sure. that was always going to happen, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it would have been 1-7. Been, you know? <laughs> yeah. it, it probably would have been 1-7 to seven or something like that, 1-5. Yeah, fair, yeah. fair point, yeah. Maybe within the bet builder, it would have been good. <laughs> yeah. um, it didn't get much better either. Um, Swansea got themselves two ahead on the 12th minute. We just looked a bit shell-shocked, didn't we, Dave? Yeah, we did look shell-shocked. Um, I think that's happened to us. It happened to us a lot in the first season that we came up from the Championship where games kind of got away from us very, very quickly. And I think we went on the lives or the pod probably every week and we were saying, you know, you can't let a team get two in front um, before you start playing because it's a uphill struggle and you're rarely going to be able to peg teams back. Um, and this, this was just, for me, it was... It was the ball in behind. We, we we saw it so many times at Luton. We seem to have a bit of a problem down that left-hand side. Um, you know, going forward, Tackingly, we're, we're brilliant. But Clark Salter and, and, and Matson, they just seem to... And, and this, you know, this was a ball in behind. And, and whether it's because they're confident in that they've got the pace to perhaps to get back in and, and get back round and get goal side. But, you know, we've we've seen it time and time again, and we do have some issues, don't we, on on our on our left side of of them getting in behind. People may have said it might have been offside. It, it didn't look it to me. I think the lab was just so quick, and he was on a flyer that yeah. he, he sort of had all the momentum, and he quickly made up five yards, which I think made him look offside. Mm. Um, it was quite tight when the actual ball was played, um, but still, from there, there was a lot that could have been done. You know, Matson was playing catch up, but. It's similar to the goal that we talked about against Derby, where have we got enough people busting the gut to get back in? And now, you know, once we get back in, we, we, we sort of still looked all out of sorts. And yeah, there was a bit of a deflection. I mean, it could have been a penalty, to be honest. Um, you, you know, when the when they went round him, it, it, to me, you know, he got a bit of a kick and he went down. It sort of fell, didn't it, outside. And yeah, it was just, we, we looked really, really shell-shocked and, and we just couldn't do anything about it. And mm lucky deflection but one of those things yeah it's difficult isn't it and and obviously as Andy alluded to that they're, they're a really good swi- uh, side Swansea um, and it, it makes it really difficult doesn't it Andy when they're passing it about we just we couldn't really get a sort of foothold back in the game could we with the way they were playing no they, they played three at the back um, and then Grimes and Smith in the middle are, are decent operators of the ball aren't they um, and then they've got Patterson and Mitchum who, who are good on the ball as well. So they like playing from the back, um, spreading those uh, centre-backs out wide. And and they they do it really neatly through the midfield. And to be honest, like I said at the start of the pod, that they're the first team that's really played us off the park in a passing sense. So a um, little bit disappointed with that. I think we could have got a little bit near them, a little bit more. I think we gave them a little bit too much respect. Um, and maybe a little bit overloaded in midfield as well, because obviously, you know, we played a bit of a two in midfield, didn't we, with Allen, a bit more of an attacking option instead of going with a more defensive option than Sheaf and Kelly. I wonder if Robbins reject, uh, uh, reflects on that and makes that a bit of a mistake. Not mm. We didn't seem Sheaf. to adapt, did we? We didn't seem uh, to adapt our style at all to that, to, no. to what was going on. And and I, <laughs> look, I'm not a football manager. Closest I've come to is too many hours on championship manager. Uh, mm. But... I just felt like they were literally playing it out from the back and it felt like there was quite a big gulf between 
um, our strikers and our and our midfielders, and then and also they, they their strikers were dropping in really well, picking up the ball back to goal and, and laying it off. And I just thought, if the whole team would have pushed up yeah. as one, then we could have they probably wouldn't have been able to play out as much from the back and and yeah. have as many gaps. But you know, if someone knocks a hundred and fifty yard ball over the top of your back line and turn you, and someone gets onto it, fine. You know, I hope take my hat off to them and say yeah. congratulations. But we let we continue to let them play out, and we we just did we weren't close enough. You know, Alan was in there to be able to put that pressure on, but we just seemed to not have that. You know, great yeah, great passing team, but I don't know that we were we pushed them back enough, and we kind of made it quite comfortable for them. Yeah, I think so. I think playing Kelly and, uh, sorry, uh, Alan and Hamer together, that's quite an attacking centre midfield, isn't it? Mm. It's not got really a, a holding midfield player like Kelly or Sheaf that yeah. does the dirty work and tells the back four to get up, up the pitch. So I think Robin's made a mistake there. I think he should have started Sheaf or Kelly in that game on hindsight. But then again, everyone was saying before the game, we want Alan back in the side. So it's, it's not an easy job, is yeah. it, being a football manager, is it? So exactly. I mean, we, we on our pod, weren't we? We were saying, yeah. oh, where's Alan gone? So I think exactly. it's always a diff- difficult balancing act, isn't it? But like you say, possibly got it wrong mm. for this one. Yeah. Um, but we did manage to get one back in the 28th minute. It was a, a really good header from Fads, wasn't it, Dave? Yeah, exactly. And look, we, we, we've never been dangerous from corners, it feels like. But this season, we're just, you know, we, we really are. And it comes a lot from Hamer's crosses, you know. Yeah, Hamer's dead delivery, ball. isn't it? Yeah. Head, from both Hamer's sides as well. Because he obviously does the one where he sort of curls it in. But then on the other side, he, he gets them in really well from there as yeah, well, Yeah, I mean, we, there will before, before long be one that dips just under the bar and there'll be too many bodies and the keeper will fumble it and it will go in. Like, that will happen this season, I'm pretty confident, because he literally aims for that sort of back post, um, that sort of whip from the from the left-hand side. And like you say, on the right-hand side, like this one, he sort of sprays it out towards that sort of edge of the box penalty area and Fad's you know, rose above everyone else and it was a bullet header, you know, you can't stop them. And it was, it was fantastic. And it's good that, you know, that we're chipping in with goals from set pieces, because I think before we used to get set pieces and go, we're probably not going to do much from that. Whereas now we feel like there's actually a chance of scoring and we're, you know, we're attacking them really well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we did have a few opportunities in the first half. We had a couple of one, one-on-ones, Andy, but just couldn't really capitalise on them, could we? No, no, just a bit squandered, weren't they? Um, you know, we started to raise the temperature after that Fad's goal and uh, I was looking for the equaliser, but no, we squandered them a little bit, um, Tom. So, yeah, a little bit disappointing. But, you know, we went into half-time um, with a little bit of optimism after Fad's goal, didn't we? But unfortunately, yeah. the second half didn't quite work out, did it? No, exactly. And, and we did have that O'Hare chance just before half-time, Dave. Um, again, like really good chance to to level the scores, wasn't it? But he kind of scuffed it really, didn't he? Yeah, fluffed his lines a little bit, and it maybe it, he you know he had to react quite quickly, didn't he? Um, but is this the one where he could have lobbed it over the keeper? Yeah, it kind of like came back out, didn't it? I think yeah, was it, was it a Hamer chance that sort of sprayed back out to him? Yeah, and he could have just, just smashed it into the goal. It's probably one of those ones where you know, obviously after Bristol, which we'll come on to with a bit more of the confidence in him, he'll be smashing those ones away, won't he? Yeah, it felt like he just couldn't quite get his feet, you know, in you know, in the right position to quick enough sort of thing um, and sort them out. But yeah, look, it's um, it, it was a decent chance. We had a few different chances, didn't we? But it just it, it didn't seem to fall for us um, on the evening. Yeah, 
course. And, you know, it felt like we gave it a real go second half, Andy, obviously shooting towards the corner where a lot of the noise is and it was felt like the fans were really sort of getting behind the team. Um, but as we've you know mentioned, Swansea just managed the game very, very well, didn't they? Yeah, I agree. It was a bit more, it was from us, it was a bit hot and puff, wasn't it, Tom? We, we tried our best. We had a few opportunities, which we'll go into in a bit, you know, the Dabo one over the bar and we tried our best, but they did manage the game really well. Um, and considering their form away from home was worse than ours um, yeah. before the game started, I was really impressed with how they managed the game. Um, you know, Norton at the back's experienced, isn't he? Um you know, they've got Bennett as well at the back, who again has played in the Premier League for Leicester. So I think they drew up all on that experience. Um, but, we, you know, we tried our best, but they managed the game really well. And I think their last five games, including, you know, a decent result or against West Brom, has, you know, has shown that they've turned the corner. However, yeah. they didn't turn the corner on Saturday because they got whacked 4-0 against Bournemouth, didn't they? So yeah. that's, but is that the championship for you? It, it is, isn't it? So it's it's a, it's a weird league. It's one of the strangest leagues and the best leagues in the world. So Yeah, I mean, um, Bournemouth, who, yeah, who yeah. lost 2-1 to Preston in the week. Yeah. It's just mad, isn't and it? Then, and and then it was a bit of a smash and grab job as well, wasn't it? You know, that's, that's, that's football, isn't it? Sometimes that's circumstantial and, and we just couldn't quite you know we we didn't react quick enough did we and we we let a couple of soft goals in we weren't you know and that that happens and uh but at least we're starting to see the sky blues like actually give it a go like we, you know we're talking about here we've had we had chances to to actually do something from it whereas i think the season before the game has just petered out even if we were like two deal down yeah, I, I mean, that what, obviously, the crowds must be helping with that, you know. If yeah. You're, if you're coming out 2-1 down, you're up against it, and you're in an empty stadium, it's, it's almost soul-destroying, really, isn't it? But, you know, this, we've said about the atmosphere at the CBS, and obviously we'll come on to say how much it impacted Saturday as well. It just makes that massive difference to the players, doesn't it? And I think what's crucial as well is that we didn't uh, roll over like we did at Luton. Yeah, obviously, exactly. you know, I think that was vital for confidence. OK, we lost the game, but we could have easily, after those two you know, dreadful goals conceded early doors. You could have easily rolled over and lost four or five. And it was, I agree. Important, I think... it was important that we just, you know, we got back in the game and we gave them a game because it was it could have been very easily just to roll over and it shows that we've learned lessons, which is good. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think if you're not mm. going to win the game, if you're going to lose it, at least yeah. take some positives out of it. And of course, by giving it a good go second half, you come away thinking, well, look, we had some chances. If one of them went in, it's a point. It's not the end of the world. And then you've got to bounce back on the next and game. And also the fans, right? Because if you just keep rolling over week after week, they just go, oh, okay, it's the same old, you know, that's that's Yeah, we're not really improving. If, yeah. Yeah. Whereas if you're going right to the death, then, you know, at least... They, this, like you say, they go away from the ground thinking, well, what could have been rather than yeah. the, the inevitability of, of perhaps yeah. some of the games we had. Because I, I came away from the ground, obviously very disappointed, but I also felt like we were going to beat Bristol on Saturday. I just thought if we play like we did in that second half, we'll create mm. enough chances. And obviously we'll come on to talk about how we managed to do it with 10 men. But yeah, I, I think I felt quite positive you know, despite the result. So, um, but yeah, and obviously, yeah, those chances were were frustrating. There was obviously that Jokeres one down the right. He obviously went for the shot, Dave, but probably should have pulled it back really, shouldn't he? Yeah, but he's a man in form. He's a man in confidence. Um, although, well, I say man in form, you, you know, he's still, he's still scored a bucket load already this season. He's obviously high in confidence himself. And, you know, he's backed himself. And I think sometimes I'd, 
I almost rather, not rather, but I, I like to see that from strikers because it means that they still got the confidence in themselves. Whereas we've seen it before, perhaps with, with Max at times where he wasn't quite sure he'd turn back on himself and try and, you know, play someone in or, and, and that's like nine times out of 10, it usually fizzles out. Uh, whereas if you go quite direct and just have a shot, um, which he's been doing majority of the season and they've been going in, you know, you think about the one at Millwall perhaps yep. and um, the others really Blackburn I think was it I can't remember now but um, yeah you know he's he's sometimes just had a sh- has had a dig isn't he and, and, and they've gone in so no, oh, I think yeah. it, it's a bit of both yeah maybe game you know awareness but at the same time I like to see strikers taking shots because that they're the players that should be having shots right yeah yeah no I, I agree with you and obviously if we're talking about the golden goal on Saturday I'm very glad he took that shot um, which we'll come on to talk about um yeah, some interesting subs from Robbins, actually. Obviously, he brought on Jody Jones, who hasn't really featured at all this season. Um, what was this a sign of, Andy? Is this a sign that we don't have a lot of options on the bench to change a game? I don't know, Tom. It's bloody odd, if I'm being honest. Yeah. I, I, I just don't get it. I don't understand where it came from. It was it's like, odd, wasn't it? Bizarre. It was like, you know, you had Kelly was on the bench as well, wasn't he? So, was yeah. he? Yeah, so yeah, he just he wanted some. And Sheaf, was he? I think it, yeah. I, for me, it was a sign that we wanted an attacking option off the bench, mm. and we don't really have those attacking options off the bench, do we? To be honest, yeah, um, but just leave Alan, like. leave Alan on, and just I don't know. I, very, very odd. But you know, Jody, you know, hasn't. You know, we're still looking for him to get back to what he was. I don't know if it's, it's not the take... right game, is it? That when nah. you one down, like it's you know, it's not goal. The film, you know, when Matey comes on and scores, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's it's not going to be like that. And no. it's a player that it's funny enough. I'm not sure if we're going to talk about it, but it's a bit like we're getting the whole madness, aren't we, with Tavares again? It's the you know, mm. it's Ponticelli, Ponticelli, the um, the sequel in it, basically. <laughs> you, you know, mm. and it's it it's. There's times to play these players, and I'm not sure two one down with whatever the the time was. It 15 minutes or something like that, maybe yeah, a bit more. Like, yeah. um, for Jones, who who when he came on, Tom looked quite uncomfortable, uncom- um, unconfident. You know, not you know, didn't really. I think he needs to come into a game where we're two or three one up, and I'm not saying they're going to happen massively all the time, but. I think that would be that would suit him much better coming onto a game where it's like, well, go go and express yourself. Show me what you can do. Nothing, you know, there's nothing you can really do wrong. Um, uh, whereas this, it felt like it was like we're sending him on to see if he could go and win it for us. And it, mm. I don't yeah. know, I just didn't feel like the right one. Well, Andy. Yeah, like perfect uh, example of that is when you brought him on against Forest. You know, you brought him on. Um, you know, and, and he was in his natural position, wasn't it? And, he, he, you know, he caused problems. And um, to play him in, in central midfield, which is just not his position, is just mind-boggling. I, yeah. I don't understand it. I what don't... role can Jones play for us this season, do you think, with, with it's that? It's a difficult it, it... one because if we play three at the back... Um, it doesn't he's not, fit. He's not. He's not a wing back. He's not no. a wing back. No. He's a right or left winger, really. Isn't it's he? a four-four-two is. formation, isn't it? Basically, is, is he's an inside forward. Yeah. And it, it, we don't play that. Well, no, it's, 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 it's like Jabello. Jabello was the prime example. But he used but, to have chalk on his boots, Jones, didn't he? He did yeah. used to play that it, yeah, like, yeah. wide left. You can, you can play probably, left or I suppose inside, you, yeah. You'd have to change the system, you know, to bring him on, wouldn't you? Robins ain't doing that. But it doesn't, yeah. I mean, yeah, unless we have to, like we did on Saturday, but yeah. that's a different story. Um, 
but yeah, no, it's an interesting one with Jody Jones, isn't it? Definitely. Are we maybe is he, you've seen he... maybe you've seen something in train that he can play behind the strikers and and you know maybe fifteen minutes isn't going to tell us that. But mm. I, I felt he looked a little bit. It, there's a lot more to the to that game there. You know it is right. If you're if you're a left sided player. Um, and, it, and it's all happening on the right. You can you can pretty much jog back in and get back in, right? Um, yeah. And yeah. go and help out uh, the the left back, like um, he did against Forest. In the yeah, first game exactly. Matty came but, on for Matteson, and that's what he did. Yeah, but if sense. you're in an attacking midfield where you've got Hamer, mm. um, who else was in there? Someone remind me. But it was no defensive players. There wasn't anyone sitting. No if that makes sense. So you've got, you've got then attacking players saying, well, who's going and who's staying. And I'm not sure he's ever had to play a role in his life that's saying Mm. I'm staying (laughs) like, like you go and I'll sit and I'll sit and defend. Um, And therefore I think he was just caught between didn't, you know, minds at times and didn't really know where he was. He gave us some pressure, don't get me wrong. And he, he, he picked up the ball in some, some good places, but I just, yeah, I mean, it's not his position, is it? No. No, I'd be interested to see what happens to Jody Jones over the over the course of the season. Um, Dubbo, very, very close in the dying seconds. His effort was tipped over the bar. Um, I think the roof would have come off the CBS if that had gone in, Dave. Yeah, was it left-footed as well? Yeah, it? left-footed. Also, yes, I was, when, he was, when he was winding up for it, I was thinking, bloody hell, we're going to catch this in the corner. Absolute <laughs> rocket. But yeah, I mean, that's great because, um, yeah, I think, Dabo's one, you know, McCallum, for example, when he used to cut him yeah. and he, he would always have a shot, right? He was very confident, whereas I'm not sure Dabo's more get to the byline and get across in um, type of wing back. Um, so, yeah, it's good to see that he's taken those shots on and, and he was unlucky. It was, mm. like you say, it would have been absolute scenes if he had kept it that little bit um, away from the keeper because it was, did, it, did he make a save? Yeah, t- yeah tipped yeah. over the bar. Yeah, I, feel like, yeah. I, think, I thought that keeper had a good game, actually. Um, yeah. Made some good saves and he very, very confident playing out from the back, wasn't he? Very assured. Um, yeah. Good performance. And that, but that just took the pressure off of them, didn't it, really? Yeah, yeah 100%. Um, whereas I think on Saturday we saw... I thought, I thought to be honest, in the first half, Swansea at times were very shaky, though. I, I think I mentioned saying to you that you can... They're obviously a brilliant team and they've still got, you know, the pedigree from the Premiership, even though it was it was all those years ago, not that long ago, but, you know... Um, but I did think they were a bit shaky at times around the back. And I think that's possibly what's why they were where they were. They haven't been able to completely like blow the league away, if that makes sense. Um, they looked a bit shaky at times. But yeah. Yeah. And then obviously, uh, we ran out of time really. The full time whistle went. The fortress had been breached for the first time this season. Obviously, a bit of a Twitter meltdown, as as you kind of expect when you when you know, with, with that loss. But you know, you can't win them all, can you, Andy? And as we've said, Swansea are a good side. I think you know, you probably expect them to be in and around the top six, if not, you know, in the top six mm. come the end of the season. So, like we said, you, you can't be too downbeat about it. And you know, we put in a good shift second half. We just didn't quite get there in the end, did we? No. Um... It's a bit of a strange one because a lot of some normally Sky Blue fans have a meltdown, you know, when we lose just one game. And, but this one was a little bit justified in a sense because of recent results. I know we beat Hull, but recent results have a been a little bit look tired, if we say. It's been they've been a little bit iffy. Um, but then again, you can't really moan because you can't keep up that pace of what we have been doing because you know. 
the start of the season has just been that spectacular. I think people just think we're just going to romp away with the league. And I think it's just an over-expectation from the Sky Blue Army at times. And I think the last few results have put us down put us down to earth a little bit. Um, but that's why it's important why we won on Saturday. But, yeah, a little bit of a meltdown. But, you know, that happens with the Sky Blue Army from time to time. And I think, you know, the odd lose, loss here and there, putting you back into perspective isn't a bad thing, Tom. Yeah, yeah. No, I completely agree. Um, I'll grab a man a match from both of you, Dave. Oh, it's tough that, isn't it? Um, maybe, oh, I honestly don't know. Can you come back to me? I'm yeah, really struggling. We'll, we'll go to Grizo. Maybe Grizo as the Stato might might have some. Aymar, I would say, um, because I thought he was the best out of the lot. He didn't do great, to be honest, but he won three tackles, three interceptions, and three key passes, which isn't bad for a night's work. So I thought he was best out of the bad lot. Yeah, I I probably agree with you there. To be honest, from what what I can see, I I can't. I, it seems so. There's no one else is there. To be no, honest. there wasn't really anyone else. To be honest, Fad, it's nice to see Fads. You know, obviously get a goal, mm. Uh, mm. but we weren't defensively that organised at times. So, we'll yeah. talk about Fads clearing the player out before they scored the second. <laughs> yeah, probably <laughs> probably Hamer for me as well. Yeah. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. We'll now move on onto the part of the pod our listeners are probably most excited to hear about and we'll review the quite unbelievable fight back to beat Bristol City 3-2 with 10 men on Saturday. Um, Andy, tell us about the match stats. Much more like it, Tom. Much more like it. Um, we had 59.4% possession, back to how we should be, about how we have been for most of the season. Uh, we completed 400 passes compared to their 250 and remember, we, we did have 10 men. Mm. So it's not bad, is it? For not 10 men, having that amount of completed passes compared to theirs. Uh, that's just outstanding. We had 17 shots, which again is amazing for having 10 men. Only six on target, but I'm not going to, I'm not dwelling on that. I'm not dwelling on that, Tom. Um, I'm going to move past that quickly. Um, seven interceptions compared to their 13, and we won 15 aerial duels compared to their 14. But no, fantastic stats for 10 men. I'm really happy with those, Tom. Yeah, no, they're very, very impressive, very impressive reading, mm-hmm. considering, yeah, like you say, with the 10 men. Um, obviously, Ben Sheaf and Michael Rose were brought into the starting lineup. I'd say probably no massive surprises with Sheaf, but obviously, Hyam on the bench raised a few eyebrows. Um, Dave, do you feel that Robbins has sort of sussed out his best back three yet? Um, perhaps not. Um, although I think it's great that we've got some competition for places. I think he alluded to in his interview that that perhaps Hyam had, had been feeling it a little bit, and you know he'd probably his performances hadn't always been as as high as you know the sort of heights that he'd set. Um, and also that Rose has been really really patient, of course, um, and and possibly deserved his chance, and that's that's why he brought him into the fold. But yeah, I don't know. Um, I think we spoke before, didn't we, about loans, um, you know, issues with loans in that they do need to be played because you're going to lose them if not. And that we saw that with Ryan Giles, didn't we, before? And that can sometimes, maybe that has to play a factor in, in the lineups um, mm. because, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind seeing Rose and Hyam, to be honest, um, in there along with Fad. So, 
No, I don't know. Maybe he has. I think he probably does know that it's high on Fads and, and Clark Salter. They've played the majority of the games, um, but that may well change, you know, as we yeah. go into the Christmas period and, and beyond. It's a really good point on the loan thing, actually, that probably fans don't always remember that likelihood is there's some sort of clause in there for Clark Salter. Um, I know when yeah. we had... Um, and we'll see now, won't Sterling, we? When we had him on, when yeah. we had him alone, and uh, uh, what was his name? Grimmer couldn't get a look in, could he all season, even though he was possibly the better player. Um, so yeah, like you say, that could be a factor. In there. And, and we'll see, won't we? Because yeah. there's an argument from Saturday's game that Todd Kane's played himself into a position. Yeah. Um, and Dabo wasn't that well actually is not an argument because because obviously Matson's going to be suspended but but at the same time in I suppose in a couple of games time then when everyone is back we might see we might see what happens with Hyam Jake you know Clark Salter and and Rose this this you know after the international break we might also see once Matson's back from suspension what happens there mm. Mm. yeah and I know, Andy, we've been discussing Hyam on the pod over mm. the last few weeks. Um, do you think this was the right opportunity to give him a rest? Surprising, because I thought it was going to come earlier. I thought after the Derby game, he probably would have put Rose back in. Um, and then, obviously, Hyam played pretty well against Hull away. And uh, it wasn't very, you know, it wasn't his fault for the Swansea game either. So um, everyone just had a bad night that night, really. Um, mm. So I thought, you know... He was going to do it earlier. Um, am I surprised? No. Um, I think Rose has deserved his chance. Um, I think Robbins rates Rose highly because, you know, remember not long back, he, he did come out publicly and say he's the best defender of the club. Um, however, I think there's something that's gone on behind the scenes that um, that's not weighed in Rose's favour. Um, and maybe it's took a bit of time for them to get all get over that situation. Um, but now he seems to have um, grasped his chance on Saturday because that was a fantastic display by Michael yeah. Rosen. And it's very very poignant how he didn't take he took Clark Salter off, and he didn't he kept Rose and Fads together. Yeah, um, which is you know that's <laughs> got to be a big confidence booster for Rose, isn't it, mm. going forward? And it's his shirt to lose now. Yeah. Absolutely. Who's your best three uh, in defence, Andy? Who, who do you reckon? Clark Salter when he's got his head on. Fads, Rose. Interesting. Interesting. But then again, uh, like Dave said, it's brilliant that we've got this competition for players. Yeah, I mean, the fact we're having this conversation. Yeah, I mean, how many times, it's how many seasons yeah. have we not had this these options, you know? Absolutely. Mm. That's the main thing, isn't it? We've do got we got bring on Andy Webster or Andy Webster? <laughs> Exactly, and they're both shy. <laughs> Nathan Clark, or Adam Virgo, the versatile uh, attacking midfielder, striker, and central defender. You know, it's, oh, God, it's like certainly it's, improved. Gives me shivers thinking about that League Two, the League One relegation team. Oh yeah, Christ! Oh my God! But yeah, anyway, lads, let's yeah. just let's just move on with the you know now we're in the championship. Um, yeah, I thought we thought we really dominated the first half and. We didn't create clear-cut chances necessarily, but it felt like we were right on top, didn't it, Dave? Yeah, the, the, I think the thing was, was that Bristol City, I think we had so much possession and, and we were playing such nice football and, and sort of getting in their final third that they they seemed to be really deep. It felt like they just had all, you know, every, all, all their players were behind the ball. And I think that that's what we found it hard, I think, in the final third to find that 
that one pass that was going to unlock them, I think, um, because we got in behind a load of times and Hamer was sp- spraying it around, wasn't he? You know, there was a few times where left back and right back didn't control it properly um, and, and touch wasn't there quite. But the times when we did get in behind, um, we just couldn't find that final ball, I think. And I think it was because they were so deep, to be honest. Mm. They're quite a poor side, aren't they, Andy? Yeah, yeah, they are, Tom. Um, they're a strange side. Um, it's almost like a throwback um, to the old Leicester City team. It's weird because, you know, they've got the old Leicester City manager. You know, they've got Andy King, who they brought in, who played for Leicester. Matty James, mm. who used to play for them. But these were players that were decent, you know, six years ago. Yeah. And, like, you know, they've got Premier Premiership experience in Martin up front. Wyman, he's played for Villa before. He's a good player. But they, yeah, he's a good player, but a long time ago, these good players were relevant. And Yeah, I agree with you. I think... re- they've really gone down this route of experienced players and it's not, the mixture's just not right, is it? I agree, I agree with you completely. Yeah. I think it's fine to have those older heads if you've got good younger players. If you think yeah. about the, I always think about when we had Joe Cole in our team, mm. you know, he wasn't, his legs were going, obviously. Yeah. Blended with some youth of like Madison and you know the younger than Murphy, it was it was great. But yeah. their younger players aren't good enough, are they? That's the problem. No, I think coming they, through that's, that's yeah. to support that. Yeah, um, I think they're experienced players of at the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, unfortunately, on the forty fourth minute, we did get carved open, and Matson unfortunately made contact with their player. He goes down, penalty, red card, and suddenly you're thinking, oh my word, we've cock this up completely um not ideal was it Dave not at all absolutely um but what I can think, you do I, do you know what do you know what I've looked at it a few times and I I'm not sh- I think Simon Moore may have may have got may have got there I'm not saying I don't think we would want to lose our keeper that would mm. have looked tight as well but I I think he could have got there but it's just a it's a reaction, isn't it? He's lost his man. Um, he's the wrong side, and it, you know you can clearly see him. You know, uh, holding his hand actually, it looked like, and and he's he's obviously got a contact, and he and he's gone down. And I don't think you can argue about it being a penalty or a red card, and and that's it. You know, it's it's denying a, a yeah. clear goal scoring opportunity and look, I'm not completely up on these new rules because it seemed to be changing every I believe season. it's I'd, I actually looked at half time because I was a bit uh, yeah I wasn't sure either I think supposedly it's the, the double jeopardy thing is if it's accidental yeah so, and obviously that was deliberate so yeah yeah, you, you only you only get a yellow if it's um, an accidental foul obviously the ref seen it as a deliberate sort of clip like say his hand wasn't it almost yeah, but um, he's he's a young lad, and this is why he's out on loan from Chelsea, right? Because he's learning his trade and he's learning his his craft. Yeah, and- that situation, he'll be coached to do. You know, how do you deal with that in future? What do you to sign or make the call? Do you let play go on? Like- yeah. There's different ways it can go. Yeah, isn't there? because you know a penalty with that's that ultimately is always in the the um the favour of the the striker and a red card is is probably a worse situation than eleven men against you know one nil down right. So, like you say, do you, but it's a it's in a reaction and it you know that's like you say you only learn that from experience and you know you see experienced players pulling people out. we've seen fans seen do Dallas stuff haven't we times. you know we've seen fans <laughs> do it so many times so look he's only a young lad but it does to me show that people he does seem to lose his man a lot and we are 
teams are getting in behind down that side. And that's not a, you know, that's not a, we've seen it too many times for it to be a coincidence. So there's yeah, it shouldn't, have got, it shouldn't have been in that position in the first yeah. place. Yeah. That's so he's clearly is point, just sort of losing his man a little bit at times and getting the wrong side. And, you know, we, we say Swansea, it happened where he was probably a bit high up the pitch, but yeah, it's, it's happening down that left side. So that's something that, that, you know, AD and, and Mark and, and the team need to work on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously we then went into half time and, uh, Robins brought Clark Salter off to replace by Todd Kane. Uh, not to over-exaggerate this, but it has to be one of the best half-time subs I think we've ever done, Andy. Uh, Kane was unbelievable, wasn't he, second half? Yeah, he was a man possessed, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's just um, all, over, he, all over the place, wasn't all he? All over Everywhere, the place. balls in the box were outstanding. It was yeah. just... Like, he's exactly what, you know, the energy levels from him was just unreal. To be mm. honest, he... You know, there was a lot of people complaining and giving him, you know, quite a lot of shit when we signed him. And I think he's generally, when he's been called upon, has done pretty well. You know, the, that, the assist again, you know, Blackburn yeah. was really, really I good. I think it was the off, I think it was what we heard from QPR fans, wasn't it? In the, yeah. His attitude and, and stuff wasn't quite there. Um, he seems to have. He seems like he's might have shaped that up a bit now. You know, well, just, I mean, like little, he's little playing second of... fiddle, right? Ish. Yeah. yeah. Well, he is playing second fiddle, not ish. He is, and and I'm sure that Mark Robbins probably would have, you know, made that quite clear when mm. he, when he came in, right? Because yeah. there's no point starting off as on a on the wrong foot in terms of, you know, not knowing what your your actual role is in the squad. But like you say, Andy, he's he's been brilliant, hasn't he? When he's been yeah. called upon. Well, you never judge a book by its cover, do you? You always no. take people how you find them, don't you? And, you know, all right, maybe he has done some things that he, he's not proud of. But to me, it looks to me like he's part of the setup. It looks to me that, that all the other players love him. Um, he's matured he a bit, getting, to be honest. Yeah. Well, yeah. that happens in life, doesn't it, Tom? You know, yeah. we're not all perfect, yeah. are we? We all make mistakes. So, mm. you know, he looks like he's learned from his mistakes. He looks like he's enjoying his football here. And, and if he keeps putting in performances like that, then he'll be in the team, you know, yeah. the starting 11 more than not. But he's that kind of energy, that kind of ability from, from out wide into the box, exactly what we needed when we had 10 men. And uh, yeah. brilliant sub by Robbins. It's up there, one, like you said, it's one of the best subs he's ever made. Yeah, I'm, yeah I'm absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. I, was, I was pretty buzzing to see him make it. Mm. And then I was just, yeah, I'd say so, so impressive, Kane, especially yeah, but... early in that second half. Um, Dave, is he, a, is he a player who deserves to be starting? Obviously, He's likely to get get a chance now for the next couple of games, but is he someone who we could see more in the fold? Do you think? Yeah, I mean, look, we we said it, didn't we, at the start of the pod? It's a difficult position, but it's actually I I think it's the position that we've got the most depth in, you know, left and right back because we've got that versatile, you know, versatility of Kane that he can, that and and Dabo's gone to left back at times as well. That you know we've got that. It seems to be for me probably the biggest squad depth that, and maybe in 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 up top maybe Yokerez yeah, and Godden and, and and Tyler and even Waghorn. So other than other than that, I think it's where we've got the most squad depth. Yes, he's he's going to play now, so it's up for him to keep his shirt. But I'm not sure he did anything that much wrong um, before. So it does feel like a bit of a natural progression that that Dabo and, and Metzen will play if if they're available or, or and fit. And of course, the the Chelsea loan thing again, like you mentioned, could could be a factor. But. Yeah, but at the same time, it just goes to show that you know, arguably, he sparks the revival really 
the second sort of revival it felt like for me his energy um and there was times when he sprayed a ball i thought it was hamer you know he sprayed one right across and it was so he's obviously got a lot of different um attributes in his game not just a, a wing back and actually i i find him to be defensively a bit more switched switched on than probably both dabo and um, Matson, if I'm honest, but okay. certainly more than, than Matson. So his all-round wing-back game is 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 probably better, and and therefore, yeah, maybe you're right. He does deserve to be starting, but Dabo's a tough man to drop, isn't he? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. It didn't take as long to get back into the game. Uh, Big Vic running through, powering through like he does, uh, about to pull the trigger, and he gets trips. Definitely a penalty, and the bagsman Matty Gordon steps up, and there's just no doubt. Is there Andy from there? No, great penalty into the corner. Um, last time he went down the middle against Derby, didn't he? Uh, but this time in the corner, uh, no chance for the keeper. Um, good run by Vic as well. Really powered through, didn't he? Deserved penalty and it's what we needed, really. About time he won a penalty, isn't it? Yeah, because the one against Derby was just blinking stonewall and that really annoyed me. So I'm glad he got a pen. And uh, I know he's not scoring goals at the minute, Vic, but... but Big contributions like that are vital for us at the moment, and that was a big one. And, and Godden doesn't miss penalties, does he? No, no. If you, I think again, in years gone by, I've always been very nervous. I still get very nervous penalties, yeah. but there's you just feel a little bit more assured when when Godden's stepping up, don't you? You just, you know, the, the level of like commitment and practice he puts in on the training field is just yeah. unbelievable, really. And yeah, he doesn't he doesn't miss penalties. Um, touch wood doesn't miss penalties and pulls off a, a moustache that as well like that you know, <laughs> exactly. mate honestly what else what, what can he do which apparently he's going to stay into December if he keeps Good. scoring so. Magnum PI style yeah <laughs> love it yeah. Tom Selleck yeah exactly <laughs> um, we continue to dominate the game um, and it just felt like we were going to go on and win it really um, and then out of nowhere we concede a really poor goal We've obviously praised Simon Moore a lot on the podcast, you know, massive fans of him, but is could he have done a bit better here, Dave? Should he have held on to it? Could he have tipped it around the post? What were your thoughts? I don't know. I've, I've just launched it back now, actually. And I think, look, post comments from Robin seem to suggest, he said, I might need to take another look at it, but he could have put it around the post. Um, look, it's gone through a fair few players um, from 30 yards, isn't it? And it's fizzing away. Um, so he's sort of pushed it away. Then, then are we good enough at following up? I think that sometimes, I, actually, we had one yesterday um, where Godden was on the corner on his own, and it was almost like, you know, we'll we'll see what you can do with it. Then, you know, and didn't back him up almost at times. So, I think we do need to react to the second ball a bit quicker there, from what what I can see. Um, and yeah, then he sort of dives at the feet, and and that was it. Maybe he could. Um, it's just it did come through a fair wall of players and it was fizzing away and mm. he got a pretty strong hand on it and then it's another phase of play a little bit for me um, and, and you know Bristol Bristol City reacted quicker but um, yeah I, I think it would be good to be talking if we're talking about something like that then it's probably a good thing um, yeah but, if that makes sense, that we're not talking about every week. Um, no, which agreed. At times we, yeah, you know, we would have been had had it been Burge or someone like that. So, but yeah, you know, we'll we'll see it. What Robin's, you know, he may, he will probably have a, a talk. He said he doesn't want to be too critical, but yeah, we should be putting a, a stronger arm of that, maybe pushing it around the post. And um, it's just a shame. I think we do need to react quicker to, mm. to second balls at times. Yeah, I, I completely agree. 
Um, I don't know about you lads, but even when that goal went in, I just still, I still felt like we were going to go on and win the game. Um, how did you feel, Andy? Yeah, it dented us a little bit, um, but there was something about the atmosphere in the, in the ground and the game that we've just, yeah, it looked like... It was just like, like we weren't going to give up at that. No. It was, it was almost like, all right, they've okay. scored one. We're not going to give yeah. up. You know, we, we've come through a lot in this game. We're not going to give up because of that goal. We're just going to keep going how we are. And Absolutely. I just um, thought, we'll have enough there. Just, I just mm. had that gut feeling. Which yeah. Is, and it, you know, and it which is positive, isn't it? Absolutely. And completely... We know... We, we don't, we don't know when we're beaten, do we, in no. this team? The character in the team is fantastic. Maybe the depth's not great, but the character is. And the, the people that contribute in this team have got some real, real balls and character. Yeah. And going forward, that's going to help us going forward, i tell you that for nothing. Yeah, listening to the post-match reaction from Robbins and Matt Gordon, mm. the word brave came up a few times. And I think that's a word well, to describe Gordon this team, just isn't it? Said, he just said, didn't he, that's what we're all about. That's us. Yeah, you know that's what he said, didn't he? And uh, you can just see the way they talk, and especially God and how he was talking after the game. It's just complete and utter belief yeah. in this squad of players that they believe that they belong here now. And maybe that wasn't there last that's season. The thing isn't it? Yeah, I mean, the, the the longer you sit in fourth, the long that you know the yeah. players will look at the league table, other clubs look at us, and, and you. Yeah. Long, you know, if we're in the top six, that's why it was so think, important. You know what? We, mm. de- we deserve to be here. We absolutely deserve to be here. And the players will grow in confidence. The fans will get yeah. behind the team even more than they are now. And it just goes from strength to strength. There's an, there's an argument to say we could get even stronger. Yeah. You know? I think we're like a so. team that would need to sit in there rather than drop in and out yeah. of, of the playoffs. Hold our place, yeah. Um, I think, you know, and it, like we said, we're coming into a really, really tough run of fixtures. So Saturday was was really really important for us to to get a win wasn't it to cement that place and it and the and and things went in our favor so it, it's still looking pretty good yeah absolutely and another uh, massive positive from the game was obviously Callum O'Hare getting his first goal and obviously to level the scores up absolutely lovely strike this wasn't it Dave and what we've been waiting for, for all season to for him to bury one like that yeah, and again, it just shows that we're we're really solid from from it was set piece, wasn't it? And and it yeah it came it out was, from a was it a corner? And it yeah, got, it yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there was a you know there were a few players. Fads was in there again. Um, they headed it out. He took it on the chest and and literally just hit it first time. And there was didn't, a, didn't whack it like you know, he, did, he didn't smash it too hard. He just placed it almost in the corner. Didn't it? it was perfect. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was a great strike, and um, you know he'll he'll take a lot from that, and and you know it's nice to see him. But I think it feels like going back in in the League One season. He did, you know, he did. He was really confident in front of goal. I don't think he had. We didn't talk about it as much as that. I don't think as much as perhaps last season and this season. You know, I think about the goal away at Oxford, although he did enough to try and miss that one, but he. He, you know, I think about the goal when he sort of took it around the keeper. There's times when I think he's he's pretty calm. It just hasn't happened, does it? But this Saturday, it was an absolutely different story and a, an incredible strike. And and yeah, I think it will, will put a lot, um, will help him out. Yeah, definitely silence a few of his critics, won't it, Dave? Yeah, 100%. Look, he's he's an incredible, incredible player. And, um, you know, what we need to do is concentrate on getting him tied up. Um, so that we we've got his services for for you know seasons to come because once he does start scoring then 
you really have got to play in your hands because the rest of his game, his all-round game, is 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 incredible and it's quality, isn't it? And yeah, yeah. we do need him to chip in with goals. Um, it's helped that we've got um, strike, you know, a lot of firepower up top. Godden, Jokeres, um, even Fads is enjoying himself this season. Um, so yeah, a few more goals from from O'Hare would be lovely. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, talking of good subs, um, Robin's got it absolutely spot on again. Um, brought off Hamer, who was looking a bit tired. Obviously, apparently had a bit of cramp as well. But brought on our captain Liam Kelly, who had a real impact in the Andy. Mm, big impact by the uh, the skipper. Um, I was very interested to see what Robin said before the game about Kelly um, in the Telegraph. He he said, which was quite intriguing to me. He said that Kells is massive, not. He's not going to play it. He alluded that he's not going to play every game this season, but his professionalism, the way he handles himself around it, he's not a big talker, but he's the way he leads on the pitch is huge for us. And I think his impact on the game on, on uh, Saturday was huge. And his little, his little ball um, to Godden for the winner was yeah. just brilliant, was fantastic, Tom. And yeah. um, whether he starts or comes on for us this season, in training, he's a massive, massive player for us. Kells is this still this season, and uh, yes. Dino can still keep his pajamas on because they'll be much needed this season because uh, Kells is going to have a massive impact. Yeah, yes, I think it just shows how far Dean never has a heating on his house, so he always needs pajamas. Yeah, well, he's a tight <laughs> gear, isn't he? So you know, he'll, yeah, he's he'll, he'll, yeah, got his Liam Kelly slippers and pajamas and all yeah. sorts, hasn't he? Onesie and all kinds. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, was, I was just going to say, I think. It, Again, a bit of a sign of how far we've come in a year that last season we were, I wouldn't say reliant on Kelly, but no, he was the first name on the team sheet. Yeah. And we we struggled, yeah. we really struggled when he wasn't in the team. And actually now we can mm. put outside that doesn't include Kelly a starting lineup and we can do well enough without him. And then yeah. he can come on. And that's just, just again, just shows how, you know, sometimes we feel like we haven't got a lot of options, but mm. but then you have games like yesterday where you can bring a player like that on. That's just such a, such a luxury to have on the bench, isn't it? Yeah, and the ball through to Godden was just brilliant, wasn't it? Perfectly yeah. weighted. Perfectly weighted. He saw Godden's movement from left to right across uh, their defender, the midfield player. Sorry, and uh, he found him perfectly with a perfect weighted pass. The weighted pass because things with that kind of pass, Tom. If you hit it too heavy, it just goes through to the keeper, yeah, or it goes through to the defender, and it was just so perfectly weighted. So Godden didn't even need to break stride. It was a fantastic pass by Kelly. Yeah, it's un- unbelievable understanding actually, because mm. it was actually a really interesting listen to Mike Godden's interview after the game that yeah. you know he practices that that exact goal over and over again in training. You know, yeah, he does it you know hundred times a day. Yeah. And I mean, how many times have we seen him score those goals? I think Sunderland at home yeah. a couple of years ago, there's like switch one. Yeah. Yeah. Um there's there's that various loads. goals. Yeah. And that that is just his speciality, isn't it, Dave? I think I think Oggie said something interesting as well. He's like, if you f- could freeze frame that. As soon as he was winding up, you probably would put your mortgage on that going in, wouldn't you? From there, definitely. Look, he's he's an absolute incredible finisher, isn't he? When when he when he's in that position, like you say, we've seen it time and time again. Sunderland, Ipswich, and and he's just he's exactly who you want with that. But I've got to say, Andy, you're absolutely spot on here with Kells because, mm. like you say, he's he's not going to play every game, and he's no. like you say, Robbins has said that, but. He he brings a calming influence to to the pitch, doesn't he? When he's on there, and that 
that ball yesterday, there'd be some times where other players may rush that. And if you look, he waited and waited and waited until basically he was, you know, pretty much nearly tackled. Um, And then he played the ball and then he released it. And by, by leaving it that late, it meant that, you know, they, they didn't know they were halfway house. They couldn't sort of, they'd already committed and they'd come and that, that allowed the space for Godden to run across. And yeah, like you say, when he was there, it still had a lot of work to do to get that in. Um, but it was just an incredible, incredible finish. And, um, you know, when you think about Matty Godden, 2016, playing in Conference South for Ebbsfleet mm. United. Some journey. And now, you know, the He's goals. the hottest striker in the championship at the minute. Is, yeah, exactly. And, and mentioned on Twitter at all, Grise. No, a couple of times <laughs> over the weekend, just a couple. <laughs> but yeah, what a phenomenal rise! And and look, he's 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 older than than perhaps, but it shows, doesn't it, that he's just got that experience. He knows where the goal is, and there's lots of attributes you look for. Pace, um, there's so many that you look for in a striker now, or a young striker. But just that instinct, instinctiveness to to know where the net is is you, you can't you can't buy that, can you? No, you can't. And he's got it in absolute spades. And the uh, and the celebration. I think he pulled out probably the biggest lawnmower so far. Biggest yeah. lawnmower of the season, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and we have we have to mention Vic charging around the goal. Brilliant, yes. brilliant. If there's anything that, that you want to just is a display of team spirit and togetherness. Exactly. You've got yeah. your your sub striker who's been off the pitch ten minutes charges about hundred yards around the goal to celebrate. I mean that is just unbelievable, unbelievable. isn't it? I thought it was a fan to start with, to be honest. I thought it was a Bristol City fan going mad. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was it with his anorak on uh, but no like you say Tom the celebrations in the corner it, it's becoming a bit of a thing now in that corner isn't it how they how we you know we seem to play better yeah they love they love playing up to that end don't they they do and it's some kind of you know and, and I think that's something that we haven't had you know at the Rico when we used to be the Rico did it we didn't really have a no. corner I know we've always had singers corner there but um, but it's but grown it's all, so much now I mean it's just uh, yeah. like a ball of noise now you it know is. that end and the, I think the players absolutely love celebrating in that corner now it's like an iconic thing now isn't it yeah yeah exactly yeah. so it was nice on a Sunday morning just flicking through Twitter and all the photos oh, yeah. and videos and yeah, yeah it's all, all good content isn't it yeah you um, can thank, yeah no problem <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it was uh, quite unbelievable limbs in the home end, wasn't it, Dave? Probably probably up there with some of the best we've ever ever had at the CBS or, or anywhere, really. Yeah, definitely. It felt like, uh, I think, you know, limbs that I remember is Wickham, that Matty Godden goal. Yeah. Because you know, it was just such an unbelievable, and it felt like that, you know, um, because even though we would had already won that game, it was just, you couldn't, it was like, you know, you couldn't believe it was an incredible strike. And this was just, we'd done it again, you know, come from, from the, you know, pulled a game back from the, the dying embers and just somehow, and, and, and Bristol City, you know, they, they are in trouble this season because, you know, they, they've probably not played that well and put themselves twice in a position to win a game and, and have still, you know, succumbed to, to the pressure that we just, we parked on them, you know, we we literally did and we we battered them and it's just yeah the limbs were incredible it's it's fantastic isn't it to see because I think the Rico just had such a, it, it did have a bit of a negative and, and maybe it's been buoyed by the fact that we have been away you know a lot of people have been starved they it wasn't almost that they couldn't go to Birmingham it was that you know logistically it perhaps didn't didn't work out for them you know to yeah. get that extra trip to come back from Birmingham and the extra cost and 
and just you know not being able to walk or, or, or you know a small journey up to the ground and I think sometimes you need to to lose don't you lose something to realize what you have and and we certainly yeah. seem to be making up for for lost time now with the atmosphere that we're creating and you've got to give it to the fans because they really are they're creating a superb atmosphere um at the cbs and and that's possibly why tom you mentioned that the away fans just can't get a look in because it's just constantly um you know sky blue songs throughout the 90 minutes that there's not not any let up um, yeah completely i mean it's it's actually you know nowadays you tend to find the away fans that sort of dominate the noise a lot of the time especially when we go away that happens doesn't it and you don't go to that many home grounds these days where the home fans actually dominate the noise because they're so spread out or they don't have a certain singing section, but we seem to have absolutely nailed that corner. It's just I agree. packed out and it's just like you say, constant, the drum going, it just, it's, it's quite a unique, unique experience and just mad that it's, <laughs> it's us and our stadium that notoriously has been a bit soulless that, you've got tweets saying the best home sport they've ever seen. It's, it's exactly. unbelievable. And it's, it's week in, week out. I mean, it's guaranteed 158 likes or whatever, 160 <laughs> likes. So maybe that's why they do it uh, for the old, yeah, exactly. you know, for the algorithm. But yeah, the old to be honest, QSB, yeah. Yeah, but to be honest, you know, at the end of the day, you can, you look at the cop, you know, you look at, grounds like that and you know we hear about these famous atmospheres and some people go and they say well it wasn't as didn't wasn't that much really didn't think that much of it whereas like you say every every week we're getting um you know applauded by the away fans for for the atmosphere that we're creating and that's got to be having a big effect on on the players yeah 100 percent. and um you know things have got out of hand and, and gone a bit over the top when mark robbins even gets uh gets injured during the celebrations and has to be treated by physios. You don't yeah. see that very often, do you? Dave? Pin, pins and needles, or I think he said he has. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm certainly getting pins and needles from from how you know how high we are in the league and, and continue to be. So um, understand what Robbins is saying there. But yeah, he said literally, wasn't it? It's just so great that, like you say, the team spirit and and all of the togetherness is is just it seems to be at an all-time high and that momentum we said before Andy is is worth 10-15 points a season can be absolutely Dave yeah 100% I think uh, it was just so big wasn't it the win um, yesterday um, yeah, timing but, of it as well you know yeah it, break just huge. psychologically still being fourth as well because it was people we were almost sort of starting to look at you know look down the table a bit and like are we going to stay in the top six mm. and mm. I think if we'd have dropped to sixth or seventh it just I don't know psychologically would have been tricky but just to hold that place in fourth like you say it just breeds confidence doesn't it yeah and it keeps our home form going doesn't it it makes you know what we've lost once at home all season so it just you know still a fortress isn't it yeah absolutely like losing one out of seven or eight yeah that's a fortress all right Tom yeah Yeah, absolutely Um, I'll grab a man of the match off you both Andy Gordon you know I thought he was just absolutely sensational Um, Mm. there was a lot of candidates um, special mention to Michael Rose. I thought he was fantastic. I thought his display at centre half was fantastic. I thought Todd Kane was unbelievable when he came on second half. But the bagman, the bagsman, gets it for me. Not just for his finishing, but that tash as well. It's just uh, <laughs> different level, mate. You know, pulling off a tash like that and scoring two in front of their away fans. Are you growing yours out, Grizo? Mm, it would take a while. But yeah, yeah, my, Sorry, my, my, yeah, yeah, might do. Yeah, take it maybe by May, it'll be yeah, ready. Be ready for the playoff final. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I'll meet you all in uh, in Wembley for that. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. We'll give it a go. Yeah, Dave, <laughs> man of the match. 
Yeah, I mean, it's got to be Godden, isn't it? There's no one else that you could give it to um, for the impact that he had on the game. But Andy said some special mentions, and I've got to say, I was really, really impressed with Sheaf um, this Saturday. You know, there's there's times where he will give the ball away, and that happens. But to be fair, other players do that with with five-yard balls at, at times. But I thought that... You know, he sprayed the ball around. He he was defensively at, at times. He was, you know, there where he needed to be. So I thought he had a really, really cracking game. O'Hare as well, obviously. You know, he was was instrumental. But yeah, Godden, you know, he, he was just incredible and, and secured all of the, the three points for us. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. After the international break or the snooze fest, as Dean describes it as, uh, the Sky Blues will travel to Sheffield United, followed by a home game versus Birmingham at the CBS. Uh, two massive games, these, Andy, but they're not going to be easy, are they? No, they're not going to be easy. But, well, saying that, Sheffield United, you know, they're, they're, what, they're 16th in the league down mm. there. Sorry, sorry, 18th. They're 18th in the league. And obviously, we've got Birmingham after that, who are 15th. So, you know, they're not riding high in the league, are they? So True. Sheffield United, results-wise, last five, you know, they've lost three out of the last five. Draw one and won one. So, they're not in great form, Tom. So, you know, yeah. after... Drawing against massive... Forest as well. When you look at the sort of the, the, the games, Andy, like Millwall, yeah. you know, Millwall didn't offer loads. I know no. they're on the, on the up a little bit, but they didn't offer loads. Um, and for Millwall to go away and win, you know... Well, the um, only team they've beaten, Dave, is Barnsley. And yeah. they're, they're, they've just lost the manager. So, yeah. you know, um, they've lost the others to Forest. They drew with Forest and they lost to Blackburn well on, on Saturday, 3-1. So, no, this this is the team that we can go to. I know our record at Bramwell Lanes is a bit iffy, but um, this is a team that we can go to and really, really mm. put them under pressure. I'm looking for three points here. Yeah, no, we can, mm. we can definitely go there full of confidence, mm. can't we, Dave? Yeah, 100%. I mean, you, you know, all you've got to do is... is put that who scored uh, last five fixtures like um, Andy said up in the changing rooms and let him look at that all the way through to the end of the international break because if Millwall like I say can go away and pick up three points and, and Blackpool can go away and, and, and beat them them 1-0 then then obviously you know they're not at home they're not they're not showing as what you'd expect I think is, is the key isn't it of what you expect and there's a lot of expectation on that and I don't know about the you know what it's like and the atmosphere, but it's a it's obviously a big ground. I, I think they get a fair fair um, you know capacity. Tom, I'm not yeah, yeah so it's sure. Probably but... be, I think they've been getting twenty seven, twenty eight thousand. It's probably going to be the biggest like sort of away crowd we've played in front of all season. Yeah, uh, and, and if that twenty seven thousand but... aren't you know aren't are not happy with what they're seeing on the pitch, yeah, then it, it, it does make for a very, very difficult, uh, you know, environment to play your football in. And if you are getting beat by teams like, you know, your Millwalls and, and, and Blackpools and, you know, drawing with Forest, I know it was away, but, you know, Forest arguably weren't great, were they, at our place? So I think Andy's right. We've got every opportunity here. Yeah. And of course, they'll be backed by a fantastic uh, Sky Blue Army following Dave which you know will also spur them on yeah that's it and like you know there's going to be a lot of talk now isn't there between people is there still tickets left yeah, Tom I'm not yeah, sure I think it's on general sale people got like 2,700 which 
with two weeks to go. I'm sure, you know, people in the pub chatting about it, getting excited. And where are we all. at the moment? About 1,500, is that right, or more? Yeah, I don't think we've had an update for yeah, a few days, but yeah, I would have thought so. I would have thought we must be getting towards a couple of thousand now. Yeah. I think 2,000 seems like our sort of minimum, really, for away days now, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. Um, but I think with two weeks to go and, you know, people sort of itching for football after the international break, aren't they? So I know it's on Sky, but it's not that far away to get to Sheffield. So I think I could see us selling that out, to be honest. I think it's a good ground to go to and, you know, it's a pre- Premier League ground, isn't it, really? Yeah, well, it might be a ground to. that a fair few have, have may not have done, yeah. you know, for, yeah. for, for whatever reason. So it, it might be another one for people to tick off. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and then obviously on the Tuesday, we have Birmingham at home under the lights at the CBS. Um, obviously 4,000 away fans, Andy. It's going to be a, a special occasion, that one, isn't it? Yeah, it will be. Um, you know, they, they did this a turn last um, the season, last season, obviously the season before, by hosting us for a couple of seasons. So we've always got to be grateful for that, haven't we, from them? Yeah. Um, Obviously, they brought some experience into the side in Troy Deeney up top. Of course, yeah. You know, um, is he fit? yeah, I he's think he's been so. playing, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he has been yeah. playing. So, and he's a tricky last... customer, isn't he? He is. He's got a lot of experience, good in the air, flicks up a lot of balls on. Um, Scott Hogan as well, yeah. front, who can score the goals, goals, isn't he? Yeah. So they have them. They're, they're quite dangerous going forward. And you know, the last five games, they've won three, drew one, and, and lost one. So they're they're not they're not in bad form. Um, Tom so this one might be the trickier one out of the two yeah yeah definitely um, and I know the games are a little while away yet but I will grab a prediction for the Tweet League um, so Andy I'll go to you for the Sheffield United game 2-1 Sky Blues and Dave for the Birmingham game 2-1 Sky Blues <laughs> nice <laughs> I don't know how we uh, how did we get on this week chaps I can't remember what we predicted now we must have predicted a win against Bristol Three two, I don't know. I, don't know. I, I actually have three two on my personal one, which I'm pretty chuffed about. Oh, there you go, mate. But, You'll be yeah. challenging Dino soon, Tom. Oh, I don't know about that. I think he's been knocked <laughs> off the top spot. Actually, I know. I know. Oh, so. oh splendid. Perch. Yeah, splendid. I think that's why he didn't fancy the pod this week. You know, no, yeah. he didn't. Did he? He's a little yeah. bit. He's upset, too busy but... doing the stats again now to see if he can get his place back. Yeah, he's, he's, he's got his Excel spreadsheet out, his algorithms and all that running to see if he can, yeah, pick up some more points. <laughs> but yeah that's all we've got time for chaps thanks a lot for joining me that was a really enjoyable podcast and thanks to our partners Shortland Horn for sponsoring us as always and listeners do make sure you check out their social media channels and as always you can get involved in the conversation just make sure you use the hashtag SkyBluesExtraPodcast Thanks for listening to the Sky Blues Extra Podcast days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com hey it's Paige desorbo from giggly squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to quince I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.